Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal, the show where we break down the brainiest and brawniest moves from the latest week of Australian Survivor. I'm your host, Nathan Morris, and next to me, I have the master of all spy shacks, Luke Toki. Uh, thanks, Nate. The Mr. Miyagi of Hide and Seek. We're back, and uh, what a glorious mess this week was. And he's got heaps of hair product in today as well. <laughs> Luke, you were famously creeping around camp and building spy shacks during your time on Survivor. Do you think the Aussie Outback is missing a spy shack? It's a different environment. Yeah. You know, the jungle, you can leave camp and be 10 metres outside and not be seen. Outback, you can look for 100 metres and, not, and be seen, so it's going to be a lot harder. I think you need to parachute in and do some creeping lessons. Maybe yeah, you should uh, give that to George. Yeah, merch out now. George managed to spot Laura and Rachel finding an idol. Hilarious. Perhaps he needs a spy shack of his own. We're going to dive into that later, but first, let's look back on the week that was. It was a week of surprises. Your tribe may have spoken, but your game is not over. Just when she thought her survivor journey was coming to an end, Kara surprises her new tribe mates at Team Braun. I really have gone from survivor hell to survivor heaven. And they're not the only one surprised. Kara, you lost our game. Brain's luck has finally turned. That's great! the immunity challenge. One more thing. Jonathan has a surprise of his own. There is a hidden immunity idol on the course today. Haley retrieves the idol. Ah, uh, Haley's got it. Braun wins the challenge. And Brains return to tribal council. Joey and his alliance plan to vote off George. But Haley has other plans. And to Joey's surprise, he's blindsided Joey. and sent packing. It was a fun ride. Sure was. It's a new day, and George decides to spy on Rachel and Laura. Oh, shit, she's found an idol at her advantage. As both tribes come together for a reward challenge, Jonathan announces a big twist. It is time to drop your buffs. We are switching things up. The new look brawn tribe and the new look brains. After losing the immunity challenge, brains are sent to tribal council. George has a plan, but not everyone seems to understand where their vote is going. At tribal council, Laura plays her idol for Rachel. As Jonathan counts the votes, the majority alliance realise they've made a huge mistake and Danny is sent home. Big D, need to bring me a torch. It's a new day, and Jonathan reveals another big twist in the game. You guys are playing for individual immunity. Both tribes are going to vote someone out. While the winners feast on their reward, Rachel proposes a plan to Emmett. But will this plan work for Emmett in the long run? At the Braun camp, Haley drops a bomb. It's only me and Baden that they can vote for. Haley's decision has the tribe divided, and the original Braid tribe mates are presented with two options. That's a 50-50 chance that we send one of our own tribe members home. At Tribal Council, Laura and Shannon think that they are both going home until Jonathan surprises the tribe with another twist. Only one of you will be going home tonight. Way, Emmett, Rachel and Andrew unanimously decide that it's time for Shannon 
to go home. What the hell? <laughs> Nothing is ever normal in this place. <laughs> Who knew the Survivor Gods could create so much havoc? To help us break down the big twists and turns, as always, is podcast host and Survivor expert, our mate, Shannon Gus. Hi, Shannon. Hi. Oh, my God. What an epic week of the show. Haley really emerged as such an incredible player, and we lost three huge characters, so it was devastating but definitely thrilling. An exciting moment on Survivor is we hear drop the buffs. <sighs> Let's talk about Tribe Swap. Now, I want to get into Simon proposing to work with Shannon and the original Braun members. Mm. The two big dogs yeah. joining together. Shannon, do you think that Shannon should have done that? Well, I think we can see how tenuous it was and that it didn't even last the week. Obviously, with some pretty impressive play from Haley, kind of forcing their hand there. But, yeah, I love this relationship between Simon and Shannon. It's like a brother-sister, frenemy relationship. Luke, it kind of reminds me of you and Sarah to a degree where, yes, they have this connection, but there's also this massive divide where Shannon's saying all she cares about is beating Simon. So that's a difficult one to be in an alliance with, I think. Yeah, look, Shannon and Simon have really emerged as very strong uh, strategic players in their own right and also quite capable in the challenges. So to see them, uh, you know, want to get back together and, yeah. you know, because it makes sense, like keep the Braun tribe strong. Unfortunately, Haley played her hand perfect. You know, she really was able to find the cracks with uh, what she did and it was uh, it was such great TV. But I think that um, Shannon's mistake was trying to get Simon on her resume early. Yes. What do you think, instead of thinking a little bit more strategically about how this was going to affect her game, what do you think, Shannon? I mean, I disagree. I think Shannon should have got rid of Simon a very, very long time ago. I've been saying that, I think, like, pretty much since the beginning. Like, go for the head of the snake. He is such a dangerous player. I think I said he will be, like, the death of Braun, and he has been that for Shannon. So I think that she was playing with fire having him around at all, and it has absolutely cost her at this point. But did you, in your experience, mm. like, um, when, you know, this sort of thing happened to you, mm. um, what happens when you get angry with somebody and you gun for them? Well, emotions, you know, emotional strategic moves don't work. Yeah. You know, she got tunnel vision. Straight away, she should have backed off from Simon, I think, come together and stay broad and strong. And to be honest, I think the 50-50, I would have went that. They, she shouldn't have, like, tried, you know, to break that up. I think she should have, like, had a sit-down with Shannon, uh, with Simon. And I feel like if just them two were sitting down yeah. and they, they just talked it out, nutted it out, the same as me and Sarah, I think there could have been a resolution and I don't think that she would have went home. That's why you always need to count to ten. Uh, now, let's talk about Laura um, trying to get George to side with her, Rachel and Georgia, as, um, as George said. You haven't spoken to me for 17 days. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? You've been in a situation yeah. where people have ignored you mm. and then suddenly you're their world. Yeah. Tell me, tell me how that feels. So on our situation, it was early days. It was uh, before Tribe and there was Jackie. And Jackie was aligned with Kent and um, Henry and she hadn't talked strategy to me at, at all. Like, it was, I was next on the chopping block. So you, you find that... When you can talk to people, but it's when you're talking strategy. Yeah. And when someone hasn't spoken strategy to you one word and then you see them on the bottom and now they want to do a big move with you, it's like, well, nah, like, I prefer not. So, But respect to Laura, she still tried to, you know, to at least push that narrative and let's try something. And she realised really quickly that she, it wasn't going to happen and she's just going to roll the dice and put the idol uh, where it's... 
on Rachel. Was that a breakdown in Laura and Rachel's um, uh, social game? I think it just shows that, like, probably easier said than done, but you really do always need to keep your options open because you just never know where it's going to go. And for someone like George, like, he's been so on the outs and it's been so clear. Now, a lot of that is something that they couldn't control. They voted Kara out of the game and now she's back. And, you know, that's not hugely fair to them. That's not something that they can necessarily control. And I don't put that on them because they'd made that move. But even if Kara had been voted out and the swap had happened without her, George is still clearly flipping to the brawn and giving them a majority because he's felt on the outs the whole time. So as much as possible, I think it is important to try and be as inclusive as you possibly can and never rule anyone out because you might need them at a change in the game. Uh, now let's talk about George. He's no longer on the bottom of the tribe. I love George. Oh, I love George. He is living life in his new brains tribe. Um, don't you? Aren't you happy for George right now? Look, King George really deserves all the praise that he gets because, you know, him creeping and catching Laura and Rachel finding that idol, like, that's work. He's putting in survivor work. And he also managed to get the idol of Baden earlier. So he's, he's very observative of other people's work and what they're doing and how they're moving around camp. And so I think him finding that and, and you know, now being linked back up with Kara's, it's a great storyline. Shannon, I'd just like to see George happy. I'm <laughs> happy when George is happy. Um, how do you feel about it? I mean, when he saw Kara walk in, that was a really beautiful moment. It was great to see him get some new life in the game. And you really see how it just takes a day or two or one option or one opportunity. And now you have new life in the game, which is amazing. Unfortunately, it did not work out as they planned. Uh, you know, and, and that's, I guess, unforeseeable. He still set up pretty well, but that Danny vote was like a dagger to the heart. Oh, it was crazy. It's so funny to watch George, you know, he came up with the plan perfect and it makes sense. Everything makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it only takes one person to stuff it up. I thought it was going to be Emmett. I, I, thought really it was, was I thought it was going to be one of the brawn, right? Yeah. Because I was like, yeah. it was not sinking in. You could see they were going, remember what name? Yeah. Kara. Yeah. So to see one of the brains stuff up the yeah. move, it's, it's uh, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. All right. We need to talk about what went so wrong in the split vote plan. I was at home. I was at home yeah. going, what is happening? That was un... But I don't... I don't... Has Survivor... Have we ever seen something like that on Survivor? <laughs> Shannon? Uh, uh, someone once voted incorrectly and sent someone home on a 5-4-1. So they, pre they prevented a tie in US Survivor. I don't know that I've ever seen someone vote incorrectly and actively lose a 6-3 majority and go <laughs> home. It was physically painful to me. Yeah, look, you, you could see Kara. She started, you know, fidgeting a little bit and, and, and in tribal and you kind of was gauging, like, what is happening? Like, it's simple. Uh, but... Obviously, when the votes got read, you see a Laura come up and it was like someone stuffed up here. <laughs> so it was huge, um, great TV. You know, sometimes stuff-ups happen. But I still have told you earlier that I think that I would have just pushed for a simple majority vote. you got three people. Yes, you have, what, 66% chance? They have an idol. 90% of times, no-one's going to play that idol for anyone but themselves. She did play it for Rach, but why not offer out, you know, Rachel as the target and then go Georgia. It's still... I know there's there's the less risky chance of, like, stuffing it up, but, like, we... You know, one person, George or Kara, could flip. 
And you've only had those relationships for a very short time. I still struggle with the fact of running a 3-3-3. I totally disagree, Luke. Like, I, I, yeah. I totally disagree because I think that, look, it's a, it's a very easy majority. You have the power to split. You have the capability to split. And I know that you've only just met these people, but it's pretty clear George has been on the outs. You've met Kara. She got literally voted out by these people. It seems like a pretty sure thing. And also, Kara and George are a clear pair. And whether you're splitting or not, if they choose to flip on you, that's something they could do. So it's not a huge risk that just one of them is going to flip on you on the split. So I think this was a totally fine plan. It seems simple enough. Three, three, three. They couldn't have said the names more. It's actually frustrating to go back and watch it because really they repeated it like, ad length i just think that it was just human error it was pure human error the plan was sound and unfortunately it obviously gets difficult out there and she just screwed up yeah i, I do agree with shannon yeah. because it's like I disagree with babies. no you're wrong <laughs> you're wrong even though we haven't been on the show so uh, you're just remembering a name you're remembering that yeah. name then you're remembering yeah, that name, name which leads you to that name but what happened she got it the name wrong error. exactly no no so yeah. is that because she's hungry yeah. <laughs> tired. Well, that's what I'm saying, but she got it wrong. So it happened. She got it wrong. But, no, which but, is... but Luke, like, it's it's never happened ever before. Yes, like, it's listen to Shannon. <laughs> like, like the, to, to screw up the split vote that badly mm. that someone goes home, like, that is literally historically can you imagine? But, okay, can you imagine being Big D sitting at home right now going, all right, it's never happened in Survivor history, but it's now happened to me. Hey, mate, yeah. Big D's at home with his dog. He's yeah. fine. No, they're but, both but, probably <laughs> crying. <laughs> Luke, Luke, how many times have you just not split the... I mean, look, this is yeah. the problem with splitting the vote every time. That's why splitting the vote is such an interesting move because yeah, you is. do have a risk, not necessarily that someone will accidentally screw it up, but that someone will flip and you take that risk. Yeah. The other risk is that you can get idled out. So the, there's, there's parts to both sides. Yeah. This particularly with that group, that was so against these brain women should have been particularly sound that it wasn't. I mean, look, split votes go right all the time and they very rarely right now have a mistake that happens so badly to them. So I see, I thought the plan was fine. I, I cannot believe it worked out the way that it did. And I cannot believe that it took out Dany of all people who were set up so, so well. Like it truly was painful to me, but I can't blame George or the plan or the broad. I mean, unfortunately this does sit in Kara's hands. All right, wait, wait, wait. What? All right, now listen, okay. Now Big D's gone home. Yeah. Now, how would you feel, Shannon, knowing that all of a sudden that Kara has stuffed it up? Would you be wanting her out next? Purely for that stuff, or you'd be like, oh, no, it's fine, we roll forward together. Where would your you, emotions lie in that? You, it would be pretty emotional and vindictive to take her out because she clearly felt so bad. If I was Kara, I'd be like, can I give up my life in the game for Dany right now? It is ironic she saved George's life in the game and now is the reason for Dany's demise completely accidentally, but I think it would be vindictive to go after her for that because she clearly didn't mean it, but you would be upset because Dany did not deserve that. I, d I would never forgive her if I was <laughs> Well, see, well, see this, is, this is what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. like, it's quite upsetting because the fact it is, is imagine, imagine, che like... imagine Chelsea, mm. she was upset. That's like if I lost Dave just to some stupid move. So senseless. You know, like, or it's, I lost Jared to so some stupid move. I would, be, I would be going out for revenge. Like, I would be cutting Cara down 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't care about no stupid little... Luke, you know. Luke, you'll never... No, I'm you'll, emotional about Luke, it. You'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll, never, you'll never lose, Dave. Well, Big D should still be there. <laughs> you'll never yeah. lose, Dave. He all should right. still be there. And it happened to Danny of all people. Like, you could see how upset everyone was. He surely, he clearly had, like, such a social game. He was set up so well for the rest of the game. It just shows that, like, nothing in this game is fair, that you can lose someone accidentally like that with just zero sense or meaning and just pure human error in this game of Survivor. Well, Look, we know what Danny means to everyone, you know. The big D, yeah. he's funny, he's cheeky, and now he's not on Survivor, <laughs> which is really sad. But I want to go to um, Kara, right? This mistake, is it going to affect the rest of her game? Because I personally feel that I would have a... a I would have an air of doubt of whether Kara can be trusted getting something right. Personally, I don't think what she did was strategic or on purpose. Do you think it was on purpose or just a mistake? No. No, no, you could tell. We'd get a confessional with her, like, laughing evilly if she did yes. something like yeah. that. No, she made a mistake. She feels, I think, worse than anyone. And I think she's okay for now because they kind of settled the nerves. Emmett's math was actually correct that they have to stick with her and not, you know, if they were to vote her out, they'd alienate George and he'd become a swing vote in the future. So the math was sound. She's now voted with them. There's a little bit more kind of stability in the alliance. But... I think, you know, if I was sitting next to her at a final two or a final three, I'd be saying, like, remember when she accidentally voted Danny out? Like, that's not a good thing. So I do think hard to kind of break that reputation, but she should be okay for now. Luke is just... Watch, Luke's going to get punchy. Listen. We're upset about Danny. Now, I love Cara and I love the relationship with her and George. I hope they go into merge and they, you know... We all wish the best of them. Yeah, exactly, right? But Cara got voted out. She's been voted yeah. out. She's going to have this aura about her that she's going to be the goat to take to the end, maybe. Otherwise, she's got great social, you know, relationships yes. with everyone. So that's going to be a positive for her. But then she makes a bad move like that and, and she doesn't own it. It's, it's actually a mistake. So she's been voted out now. She's, she's made a mistake. Like, how much further in the game can she make it and say, I've been playing a great game. She stuffed up the numbers. It's hard to, you know, say, for instance, wanting to strategize with that, knowing that she could stuff up again. So like, you're saying I'd that you're, around... you're saying... But do you think that she should claim it as a mistake or claim it as well, this is strategy? A, so this is what I said. At night time, it was always... I was curious to, if she was going to own it or whatever. That we, We've shown that, that she's owned it and she's owned that it yes. was a mistake. She did it, like, on a mat. <laughs> Which, that's huge. Yeah. Like, you did it on a mat in front of everyone. So, I'm... Look, I probably would have hit it and said, no, it wasn't me. Maybe it was someone else that flipped. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you're thinking of Tara, who did get voted out and who goes to the end in your season, your first season, as someone who loses at the final tribal council. I think her getting voted out is fine because she did self-sacrifice and basically idle herself out of the game as, like, a beautiful human moment. I don't know that anyone would look at that poorly for her in, in a final tribal council, but definitely... It's going to be hard to shake that she did accidentally vote out like the most likable person in the game. Well, yeah, that's, all that's I know a tough one. about Kara is um, if she was to go to the shop and get me bread, milk, and coffee, she would come back with bread, milk, and a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pause there. We'll be back right after the break. Welcome back to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. It was a huge week for our Survivor contestants, so we thought we would get the hot scoop from a fellow castaway. Let's take a look. Nick Idanza here, and I am joined with an absolute star of the season, the great 
Shannon Lawson. Thank you for having me, Nick. It's so wonderful to chat to you finally. I wish it was under better circumstances. I wish we were a little bit later in the season, but uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. It's been really fun to watch it all back. I Mm. think, you know, after my eviction, I can just actually sit down and watch it and enjoy it for what it is. At the moment, I'm just on the edge of my seat, wondering (laughs) what everyone has said behind my back. (laughs) That's the fun part, right? When it all comes out and you're like, what? Um, So one of the big storylines this season has been your rivalry with Simon. It's kind of like been two battering rams. Why do you think that is? Well, firstly, I think Simon played too hard, too strong. He came out of the gates, you know, forming a a physically strong alliance. You know, we were divided instantly on day one. And as soon as I felt threatened, you know, I'm the model. I feel a little bit like I'm the weakest one on the Braun tribe. And yes, I wanted to play to that advantage. But my game started the minute Simon came, came to me. So... Um, yeah, I think it was just a social game. As soon as I felt threatened, I went for the girls and I was like, let's rally the numbers. We could really just have a battle of the sexes, boot those strong boys out and yeah, play our game. Well, Twitter was loving that. Twitter was loving the, uh, the girls coming together to take out the big guys. So, and it felt equally as good. So <laughs> I loved it. But do you think there was ever a situation where you could have worked with him? That was definitely one of the things I was hoping for after the initial kind of, uh, you know, battle began that maybe you would find some common ground. Uh, you know what? I kept having those little inklings and feelings throughout my time in Tribe. And there was a few moments after the Benny vote where I thought, you know, if I save Simon, I could win his trust. I could keep my enemy closer. Yeah. You know, he he might look more fondly on me and feel, you know, so grateful that I saved him with the help of Kez. Um, and then after that, we kind of had like a little nod to each other in camp and we just, you know, it was an unspoken thing where we weren't going to attack each other um, until merge. And, you know, we sort of like <laughs> you know, shook on it, but didn't. And, you know, I was really hoping he would, you know, get off my back for a while because it was so hard to play hard for that long it was so exhausting trying to keep up and protect myself it's really hard people don't understand how difficult it is when someone just has their sights on you the whole time it's like oh he's blind as we're on yes really hard to duck and weave really hard to duck and weave so you kind of came across as the leader of your alliance um do you think that is an a fair assessment From Simon's point of view, I was, yeah, Mother Hubbard. I was the leader of the majority alliance. And from my point of view, what I loved about my alliance was that we shared one goal. We had one voice. Um, I think why I was the face of it was basically because I, you know, I'm not afraid of conflict. I don't mind speaking up. I have quite a level head. You know, sometimes Gerald, his emotions would get the better of him. And, you know, you'd have to talk him back and just say, we're all good. Don't get paranoid. It's just the game. Um, and you know dealing with Big D he's one spicy character so you know I had to really mean at times you know I didn't do I didn't do that well when it came to the Betty vote because he just did what he wanted to do Big D Um, but yeah I I just felt like I could be the shield for flicking cares if I needed to and I didn't mind that position Um, I still love the game I was I was happy to you know be a big player and so be it if I was the leader of my alliance I was but um, I definitely think it was a team exercise overall it's hard because you know going into survivor that you you know the leader always gets chopped but um Mm, (laughs) you sometimes you just find yourself falling into that that role what are some of the what are the what's the biggest pro of being the leader and what's the biggest con 
Oh, I, lo I love having a voice and driving the game and, you know, really creating my own narrative and direction of who I want to play with and how I want to play. The cons are massive. You know, as soon as you speak up, you know, there's, a, like, there's six people behind you that want you mu muted and gone because, you know, you're stuffing up their game perhaps. Um, and look, if, if I was a shield to my alliance, I, I don't mind being in that position because um, I also equally felt protected by the numbers. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, at the time of my game, I, I was on top of it. I had I had the numbers. I, you know, I had really good alliances. Big D, he's Fijian, I'm Fijian. We got along so, so well. Um, and the girls, yeah, we we just bonded. We we were just, you know, the space bond mafia, we like to call ourselves. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. I like that. I need to, I need to get I need to get myself a pair of those. <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys won so many rewards, nearly every single one. What was your favorite reward? What was your favorite? If you had to pick just one. Rewards are amazing. You, you really bond over those experiences yeah. and it makes winning taste oh so sweet. <laughs> um, but for me, the best reward happened to be the blankets. I cannot describe to you how vulnerable and how cold you are every single night. I mean, look at Ken. She had bike tights on for most of it without a jumper. And, you know, having that blanket over, you know, I think we were like, oh, 10 of us at that point we kind of like snuggled all together we would tell bedtime stories we'd play games it, it was a bit of a unification being wrapped up in that one blanket but honestly it was that cold I I could have done with another three blankets on top gotta to tell everyone who watches food is temporary blankets are forever <laughs> oh and the tarp from day one. Oh, yeah. I wanted fire straight away but I'm so glad that tarp came in handy yeah. because it really warmed the ground it insulated it so yeah. tarps blankets pillows all those comfort items are my win they trump donuts iced coffee lamingtons things like that oh but yeah like you said secondary like they just <laughs> last like seconds in your mouth you need that blanket <laughs> um okay so um one of the, the more epic moments you can be involved in on Survivor is when Jonathan, big bad Jonathan says, drop your buffs. Can you tell me what was going through your minds in that moment? Well, the minute you turn the corner and you walk over to Jonathan, you can't see a challenge behind mm -hmm. him. Yeah, you yeah. know something is up. You know, your brain is firing all these, you know, conclusions. And yeah, the minute you hit the, the mat, your instinct is right. You know that there's going to be a massive twist in the game. Something that you're never prepared for, I definitely wasn't. It, it totally blew up my game. Mm. I was so prepared with my alliance. I had the yeah. numbers. I could see myself going to merge. And so when I dropped that buff, I was blessed to see the color red. I was going back home to the land of luxuries. We had all the comfort <laughs> items. I was like, yeah. yes, that's where I want to be. But God, if I could have gotten away from Simon and then <laughs> finding out I had the biggest players in camp, um, I I probably would have gone to Brains and maybe mm. made some new friends and rallied a few more troops. So um, it's, it's a big twist in the game. And uh, yeah, it blew up my game. The best laid plans of mice and men are destroyed by mm. the tribes. <laughs> You're schooling me. I know it. <laughs> it's a tough um, one. So talk to me about this double trouble council. Now I've been to a couple of these. They never end well. <laughs> oh. So Haley said she was going to play rock, paper, scissors with her idol. What, yeah. what, were your, what was your thought with that? How did that affect your vote? It didn't really affect my vote. Um, 
I went in there thinking I wanted to break up Simon's three. Mm-hmm. It was a great time to kind of swing. So if you mm-hmm. look at it, look at it from my point of view, yes, we were the majority. We were five, four. So brains, uh, sorry, brawn to brains. But when Haley entered with her strong four and most of them had one immunity in the challenge, I just thought, you know, I would rather side with them than Simon Um, because, you know, Flick and I were these like casual two that could have just moved left to right. Um, So for me, I really wanted to break up the Simon three strong. And I just thought it was a great time to make friends with Hayley. We were really bonding over, you know, ex dancing and, you know, um, all the female things that, you know, I strive (laughs) in my social game to talk about. Um, So for me, I wasn't threatened by the scissors, paper, rock. I just saw a new friend a new ally, some new yeah. numbers. And yeah, I, I kind of just beelined it for her. Why do you think it is that Hayley went for you, went against the other side and went, uh, sorry, went against your side and went with the other group? Oh God, it was Simon and Danny, you know, Simon yeah. thinks he's the leader. It's it's Danny being the neck of the tribe, twisting Simon's head in any direction. Um I just think, you know, Simon having an idol, therefore two idols, gave Mm. him a bit of um, bartering power with um, Haley. You know, they were equal players. They both had protection. They both shook hands and said, you know, we've got a common goal. You want to get rid of one of us. Let's make it Shannon. So um, I just didn't have, yeah, any shiny toys to (laughs) barter with her and get her across the line. And I I really, really entrusted her. I really felt that we, we got along so quickly. But, you know, that Haley, she's she's a keen avid player she's wily she's wily did you know going into tribal council that you had votes coming for you it probably hit me the most when you know I was sitting up the back I could see the front row where Haley and Danny were sitting and Mm -hmm. there was a lot of knee touching and you know hands little you know pats and everything's gonna be okay and sitting in the back with Flick I was just like something something fishy is going on here um so yeah I arced up a little bit and I just felt like I was being threatened and as soon as Simon said something smart oh my fate was sealed I was done yeah, it's that gut sinking feeling that just kind of like, oh dear, this is going wrong. <laughs> yes. Is- oh, and then you start to black out. It's just it just goes <laughs> up from your stomach into your face. Yeah. So okay, so you almost had to compete in a fire making challenge. How do you think you would have gone with that? I would have nailed it. I cannot describe Ooh. to you that I was so prepared to entering this game. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to be the dumb model that showed yep. up and didn't know how to make fire or contribute to tribe life. Yep. I did survival camps, actually did two. Oh, wow. um, so I brushed up on all my fire making skills. I even got a flint um, nice. earlier in the year and I practiced in the sink. I would light paper towel on fire <laughs> and then just like diffuse it with water and then do it again. And um, I got really good at it. So yeah. I, I think I, I would have gone in there with full confidence that I was going to win that and then wreak havoc on Simon and his minions um but again I don't know what Laura's capacity was but I definitely felt on top of my game yeah I had to do that good be prepared that's the lesson here everyone take Mm -hmm. a note out of Shannon's book (laughs) um so okay if you could play again if Mm -hmm. we could kind of wind it all back what would you do differently if you would do anything differently I don't I don't think you can with those those ideas it's a bit of a sliding doors moment like you know there's so many what ifs Mm. I mean you saw my game from the get-go I wanted to go in and sit in the middle uh like Haley says in in her um 
confessional and, you know, play that middle ground. But as soon as Simon came for me, the target was on my back and I had to play strong. I had to play hard. Um, I had to defend myself on a daily basis. Um, So if I did it all over again, um, I think I would just have to play to my strengths again, keep that social element, um, be, oh, I wish, you know, I wish I could be the challenge beast. I never got my time to shine. I think if I played my own game, I would have been there. But um, yeah, I just think, you know, if I did all stars, for example, it would be so hard to camouflage myself in the middle of the ranks again. I'm a bit outspoken. I've got that thirst for, you know, revenge and blind sides. It's so addictive. Um, I think I would play equally as hard, if not harder the next time around. So I guess that answers the question, would you play again? Oh my God, I would go back in the game tomorrow. Like if you (laughs) said you could enter the same game, I would be back in there playing and manipulating and going, oh, I've been blindsided. I've done it all before. (laughs) It doesn't hurt. I've ripped off the bandaid. Let's do it again. There's definitely something to going back and knowing that gut sinking feeling is coming and knowing when to kind of pivot from it. Like it hits you like a ton of bricks the first time, but the second time you start to kind of get a sense that it's coming. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple of big players left in the game. Who should the survivors look out for? Oh God, I think it's a girl's year. I really feel mm-hmm. it. Um, I absolutely love Kez, Flick, Danny and Haley. They yeah. are all challenge beasts, but at the same time, they can sit in that middle ground. They can make big moves without, you know, being too obvious about mm-hmm. it. Um, they're they're all chameleons, you know. They're, they're not so much targets. They, they can manipulate their way through, have that social game, and yet, you know, win immunities, find idols, and play as big as the next person. There's something about, I think, Australian Survivor that's different to the other franchises where I feel like it's a game that really does allow women the chance to shine and perhaps the US version doesn't we've had more female winners than we've had male winners so I think you're yeah. on to something that maybe this is the year of the woman again I, I would love that because you know women have to be constant stereotypes and for someone to be crowned sole survivor of brain versus brawn think of a woman being up there you know the ultimate brawn with the brains and you know is an absolute beauty at the same time I, I you know triple threat I, I give it to them they're going to be great to watch for the rest of the season so final question it's a double barrel who do you mm-hmm. think will win based on when you left the game and who do you want to win and maybe they're the same person Okay, so it's Danny. Even though she was a big part of me going home, I never got a chance to talk with her. It was a silence, silent sort of acknowledgement of, yeah. I know that you've got Simon. At some point, you are going to get Simon. Yeah. And for me, I was like, if you don't get him, I'm going to get him. So <laughs> I felt like there were two forces <laughs> on two different sides going for Simon because he was his ego is like this big. And I was like, oh God, someone needs to shoot him down. So Danny is an absolute threat. And then when it comes to my personal favorite who I would love to win, it has to be Flick. I adore her. You saw her in that water barrel challenge. She was there till the absolute end, could have pushed even further. And she's just a good good girl she she really connects with you she's lived a lot of her life um already at the age of I think she's 27 and yeah she trumps me I'm I'm 30 and she's got more stories than me so yeah she's a bit of an old soul and I I really got along with her she's definitely one to watch I reckon Um, I did say that was the last question but I have to slide this one in do it have you and Simon made up (laughs) 
It's so funny. He he calls me after every episode, um, okay. especially if it's a good one for him. And he likes <laughs> to, you know, sort of gloat about it, which is so funny. Um, look, I, we're all friends. It's been amazing exiting the show and getting to know each other in the real world. It's almost like, is that what you wear on a day-to-day basis? Like we don't even know what each other looks like on the, looks yeah. like on the outside. Yeah. Um, so with Simon, yeah, we're, we're totally fine. Um, yeah, no bad blood between anyone. But if I play it again, keep me away from Simon. Oh, my God, I'm exhausted. <laughs> you are tempting the survivor gods to pluck you and Simon and put you on the same track. Oh, no, no, please don't do that. Oh, my God, I need a break. Oh, at least give me a year and then call me. But, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a character. Shannon, thank you so much for chatting uh, to me. Thank you for everything you brought to the game. And the fans absolutely loved it. Thank you, Nick. Oh, my God, you're so sweet. Would you do it again? I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Okay. We'll we'll stick to this. Behind the scenes is better. It's more comfortable. That's right. That's right. Let's dive a little deeper into this epic week of Survivor with our good friend Nick Iadanza. Nick spoke with Australian Survivor host Jonathan LaPaglia to get his thoughts on the game so far. We are back with JLP at the end of another amazing week of Australian Survivor Season 6, Brain vs. Brawn. Jono, who are the big power players? Who are the emerging people we need to be watching? You know, I think at the moment it's uh, it's it's really Haley. You know, she... Um, yeah, she's, she's good. She, uh, she managed to uh, pull a couple people over from the other alliance. It looked like people were really locked in. She managed to drag them over and uh, executed the first massive blindside of the season, sent Joey home, uh, who was also a big, colourful character, great to have around, but who doesn't love a blindside, love a blindside, except when it's happening to... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the double tribal. Uh Now, I've been to a couple of these in my Survivor career. Mm. They don't often work out well for me. Sometimes (laughs) they do, sometimes they do. What's it like, just put us in your shoes for a second, what's it like standing there trying to wrangle so many survivors in one tribal? Yeah, it's daunting. You know, you got like 20 faces looking at you and you're trying to keep track of everyone's story and who's related to yeah. who and who has what relationship. It's uh, it's not easy. And also trying to deal with the back chat all the time. So who mistakenly thinks that they are in control of this game? Uh, I would say Simon. Simon okay. on the Braun tribe. Okay. Yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he kind of has reason to be. You know, he's a big, handsome, muscular guy. He knows the game well. Yep. Um, but um, he thinks that his relationships are stronger than they really are. Okay. So he's That's been on a... the wrong side of votes a couple times. Uh, but he still believes that he's controlling all of it. So. <laughs> Last question is about idols. Now, mm-hmm. idols, they change the nature of the game. But I've never really asked you before what are your thoughts on idols. So I've got a few quick questions, and you tell me which one you think is the, the right go. So if you were out there, day one, would you search for an idol or would you not? Ooh, that's, that's kind of tricky. I, you know, I probably would, but I want to keep it on the down low because, okay. you know, it's a double-edged sword, right? You want to have that protection, but as soon as you have it and other people know about it, you become a target. So Right, so that, was, that leads me to my next question. Would you ever tell anyone that you found an idol or would you always want to try and keep it a secret? It would depend on the circumstances. Yeah. You know, maybe you can use it to build trust or some leverage, but... Uh, for the most part, I would want to keep a secret. I think that's the one, that's the biggest mistake that people, like, just, they're so <laughs> overwhelmed with the excitement yeah, of getting yeah. one, they want to share it with someone else. And I understand that, but that's not how you play this game. And the last question with idols, the most important one, where would you hide your idol? In your bag or in your crutch? 
I didn't know we were going to get that personal. <laughs> well, uh, I think this is a good place to end it and to end on an apology that when I handed you my idol, it came straight from my crutch. So apologies, JLP. Guys, we'll meet you back in the studio. Oh Thank you so God. much for another week with JLP on set of Australian Survivor Season 6. Welcome back. We just heard Jonathan talk about Joey's big blind side. Shannon, do you agree with Jonathan? Is Haley the one to look out for? Because I think she is amazing. She is incredible. I don't have enough good words to say. I mean, the Joey blind side was the first of a few incredible moves from her in this episode, in this week. And I think that, you know, from a viewing perspective, it looks simple, right? Like those five are clearly on the bottom. Just get together. The numbers are there. But when you're out there, she really took it upon herself to kind of point out the hierarchy to some people who might have been in trouble sooner, someone like a Rachel leaning on those relationships. And she really had to reconcile a lot of really difficult relationships. Way had just flipped on George especially. And you could see she just socially, personally, as a human, as her time in the game really doesn't want to work with him. And she has to reconcile that to really show Way, hey, you are the secondary on the split. If you don't do this with us now, then it probably will be you next time and really kind of force or kind of manipulate the situation to her advantage and it was absolutely her move and it was impeccably done. I was amazed that Way went with it, weren't you, Luke? Because I like she was leaning towards not doing it, right? And I was ready to just, just scream, no way! Yeah, yeah. But it was unbelievable that Hayley got Way to do that. Yeah, look, it makes me question... Um if Haley was a very important played a very important role to bring Way across to join Joey and then used her on the next vote to vote Joey out, it, it, I feel like Haley has a really good grasp on the social game and where everyone sits, and she's able to use those social, you know, um, relationships to really bring people in. She really emerged from a middle player that yeah. was kind of coasting in the middle to now taking control of the game, which is. Um, like, she's scary. She's scary, Ailey. Like, she's a good player. <laughs> yeah. Very, very aware. Hey, um, Shannon, I just want to quickly go back to Wei for a second. What do you think um, her gameplay is like? Um, I, I think I think Wei is, is clever in what she is doing. I, I explain her... I think her gameplay is like... You know when you've got a shark and you've got those little fish that are on the back of the shark mm. just sort of, like, guiding along with it? I feel like that's a model for Wei's gameplay... Do you think it's clever, strategic? Is she good? What do you think? <laughs> I think, a, you know, she was meant to go in that first tribal council, so she kind of probably feels like she's on borrowed time. Even in the way she talks to George and says, I just want to enjoy my time here and you're making that difficult, it really shows that maybe she underestimates her own chances in the game and it was absolutely beautiful that she won that individual immunity challenge and everyone seemed like authentically really happy for her so maybe she'll grow in confidence in that way sorry again for the way puns I cannot stop but I do think as well that it's been a difficult ride for her she has been more of a follower at this point hasn't really been able to find her feet and I do credit Haley more with bringing her across and pointing out the logic to her like hey you are the second on the split vote you are at the bottom of this and whatever you feel personally you have to make this move and I would give more of that credit to Haley. Oh, Haley, I'm um, pulling the numbers. Oh, Haley's the shark. Haley pulling the numbers. Way's that little fish. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> I think, um, look, Way is quite cunning. I think she's fallen in this category where it's like 
your child is in your tribe and you, everything they do, if they do well at a challenge, if they, you know, win a reward, it's like she gets way bigger like, congratulations yay. than anyone else <laughs> because they expect less from her. Yeah. Which I don't think it's, it's a, like, don't assume that she is not playing the game. She is quite cunning and she knows what she's doing. She could be standing on a pole for seven hours in the last episode getting licked <laughs> by the ocean. Let's just talk there about that go. right now. Um, That's true. Yeah, um, uh, was Haley's move to flip on the tribe a smart move, Shannon? I think it's a risky move. I mean, you can expect to swap around this time. Obviously, they do get a swap the next day, and that is scary because you are alienating people you were previously unified with. If you go with the easy thing, you're all one big happy family. If a swap happens, you're in good with everyone. But I think she took the game into her own hands and maybe having an idol kind of pushed that. And she knew once George goes, she has no control over her own game. She sees Joey talking to Baden. If Joey decides Baden should move up the pecking order, where does that leave her? Someone she seems close with, like a Rachel, once Way is gone, who's the second on that split? Is it Haley? So I think to take the initiative, to, to take the game into her own hands, yes, it's a bigger play. Yes, it's a risky play. But I think that she then comes into her own and then she's calling the shots of her own game. So I, I see the logic for sure, even though it's a little scarier. And again, the way it was done, impeccably, beautifully actually constructed in that alliance. I'd like to see you on Survivor, Shannon. <laughs> um, uh, I want to know. So Haley took control of Braun in the tribe, uh, sorry, the Braun tribe in the last tribal council. Is she a threat? Look, at the moment, uh, she has somehow managed to not really, I think, expose herself as a massive threat. Even though she still has the idol, it's a public idol, she's still holding on to it. She's... If anything, she's securing her alliance. She's securing, securing her relationships. And I think that, look, I hope she goes to merge because I think Hayley has done enough to... If she gets to the end game and makes it the final... Like, having a move before merge, as, as, as uh, yep. powerful as that, is yep. a great talking point when you're sitting there at final tribal. I think she's made a, a big move at the, uh, before merge and now it's tribe swap and it's anyone's again. What do you think, Shan? I want to talk about this move because it was truly one of the best individual moves I've ever seen. The fact that she probably just came up with it on the way back from the challenge when she realised just she and Baden are the ones who are vulnerable from her alliance. And what she does is she strikes fear into the heart of the brawn through randomness. And as Simon says, you know, Luke, you say you go for the 50-50. I know you're a gambling man. I wouldn't do that. That is a scary thing. She forces their hand with that really public threatening fear of unpredictability because she can't be predicted because if she's really going to a scissors, paper, rock, then she doesn't even know what she's going to do. She has to sell that and it works perfectly. They crack like an egg. And now what she's done is she set up the brains in that tribe to be the dominant faction, not just for this vote, but for the entire swap period of the game, possibly beyond that. And then to have the guts not to play her idol within that she's kept the idol. She's in complete control. The fact that she got that done within the space of an afternoon, I am in awe. I think it was truly one of the best moves I've ever seen. Now, um, the worst thing about mistakes is sometimes you don't realise you're making them as they're happening. So I want to talk about Shannon. Did she make a mistake going after Chelsea Luke? Uh, well, I think she pulled across the wrong person. You know, maybe 
taught, well, look, Simon just ran straight back and said, I know. you're not taking one of my numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, she he, she made a big mistake. I think she got tunnel vision. I think she wanted Simon so bad. And even in her exit confession, well, she said, "If I beat if I voted Simon out, I won Survivor." I'm yes. like, I totally disagree with that. Think about the bigger goal. Yeah, how about is that? How you win Survivor? Look, is that like that's how you win five hundred thousand dollars to get Simon out? And how could yeah. you have not wanted to sit there and work with Simon and? Use his idol to uh, some sort of play. Like I just, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of upset Shannon's went, but you know she kind of did it herself. Yeah, you, you made a good point there, Shannon. That is not how you win Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> Look, unfortunately, it's almost time to go. But first, we're going to award an imaginary trophy for the biggest play of the week. Shannon, where I is mean, your award a- going? For the biggest play, I'm between Haley's two moves. Obviously, that's what's competing. I'd have to give it to that final move with the idol and relying on that randomness. I, I couldn't have said, as I've said, more good things about it. Absolutely my move of the week. Luke, your oh, award? Oh, by far, Cara. She uh, really... <laughs> no, no, not yes. well. I think, look, Haley is has came out and, and she's a standout right yeah. now. She's yeah. a, a shoo-in for an all-stars down the track just off those episodes alone. Yeah. Impressive, exciting, like she she bossed it, really. And I'd also like to give a little notable mention to Simon because the way he put that dagger into Shannon when it could have went to fire. Oh, right at the end. Right at the end. Mm. I think that he he spoke up and he, you know, he was able to twist uh will change Way and Emmett's vote. Purely for that. So, um, yeah, that's how I'm going. And now yeah. he's won, right, Luke? Because that's how you win Survivor. He beat Shannon. He has $500,000. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, it's Shannon's opinion. I have to yeah. tell you, um, Hayley is just amazing. I can't wait to see what she does next. A big thank you to Shannon, Luke and Nick. Keep watching Australian Survivor Sundays, Mondays and Tuesdays at 7.30 on 10. And a new Australian Survivor Talking Tribal episode will drop every Tuesday night on 10 Play or on your favourite podcast app. Now, here's the moment that we've all been waiting for. A little sneak peek of what's to come on Australian Survivor. See you next week. Want to know what you're playing for? Yes. Taco Cart. Tacos of every flavour and margaritas to get the party started. Margarita!